<laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. It is myself. I'm back after being a bit ill with food poison in the last few weeks. Uh, but joining me is the great Paul. And it's a Christmas show. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Yes. Yes. It's episode 31161. Um, Pre-game show for this. Well, I say this weekend. It is this weekend's game. It's the Boxing Day game. One twenty a.m. kickoff here in the UK. But that's okay. Because it's Boxing Day. We'll pretty much be drunk anyway. But how you doing, Paul? I haven't spoken too much since you've come back from America. How are you doing? <laughs> I know, mate. It's it's been it's been a wee while. Like last time I spoke oh. to you was when I was in New Orleans. And, yeah, and I was absolutely absolutely shit faced at my at my nut. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, you you was really drunk, and I was buying a I, I was buying a Christmas pasty in work. Yeah, that's right. Because of the time difference and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. So, but yeah, man, it's good to see your face again, my, my friend. Yeah, from. feeling a bit better. Feeling a bit yeah, better. Yeah, as long as you're getting good. But uh, but I see that already we're getting all the comments flying in already. Valenti's in the house. DJ Dog's in the house. Paul Woodward, hey, you guys. It's Cowboys Nation in the UK. Love you guys. Hey, much appreciated, my friend. Yes. Appreciated. We say it every week. You guys, you guys are our are MVPs. The, you guys are the MVPs for sure. Salute, guys. Salute. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh listen. Uh, the oh, wine. In, in fact, actually, hold on, Mike. Uh, yes. I'll bring this. I'll bring this comment up. Actually, should we give DJ Dodd the update on this one? Oh yes. Um. Well, we'll go into the news and updates. Um. We'll strike it straight there then. Yeah, straight so, in, straight in. Let's go. For I, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm. I'm not even going to bother hitting the graphic. We'll just go straight into the news updates. So straight in is there's been an addition to uh, the Pro Bowl 5 uh, is officially in. But today, uh, as of about a half hour ago, Randy Gregory's entered as an alternate. So that's now six. And Randy, in fairness, we've been saying all season has been playing at a Pro Bowl level. I think that's fair to say, don't you reckon, Paul? Absolutely. I think it's, it's fairly deserved. Randy Gregory coming back, like having a full-on season. We're seeing yeah. his full, true potential, what he can do when his head's straight, like, like with all the bravado back happened in the previous couple of years and stuff like that, now's the time where, like, from us as the Cowboys Nation, within Jerry Jones and the organization, we need to get Randy Gregory sent to a longer-term deal. And you was talking about that when he was starting to strike it rich, shall we say, and, and was coming off the ball. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean... If anyone's been watching Randy Redder this season, he's been nothing but an athletic beast adding the defensive end role. It's, he's definitely helped elevate it, um, especially that last game there against the Giants, mm -hmm. the impact what Demarcus Lawrence was doing. Oh, yeah. Like, like there's no longer that double team issue now. We've now got a dual threat at both ends of the line, and we've also got the defensive tackles. Doesn't matter who we put in now or the Dan Quinn system. They've been doing and throw in Micah screaming in. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget the defensive player of the year and rookie mm -hmm. of the year. Don't forget mm -hmm. that. I, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I am speaking that I truly believe that Micah Parsons is going to be on a double award winner. Like. 
<laughs> I really it's, do. I mean, you don't really see it, but it is possible. But you, here we go then. Let's first of all hit the Randy Gregory talk. Yeah. Because um, we was talking about how Gregory, um, they need to sign him. They need to get that locked in. But do you think come the off season when they go into contract talks with him, there will be a bit of a um, loyalty discount because the Cowboys literally have stuck by Gregory's side throughout all of this. Yes, I do. Um, but to, to, to what certain extent? Because, I mean, think about it. He like, was actually, the, the, the league, the NFL, abandoned Randy Gregory, said, that is it, you are banished from the NFL, no longer allowed to play, you've failed yet another drug test, you're done. Yeah, and the Cowboys they, stuck they by his stuck side, down. and they kept going, and they kept pushing, and they said, no, 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 no. no honestly, That's got to have some sort of play it, into it. it. It does. It, it really does. Like If it was any other team, like, I, I cannot see Randy Gregory getting the same treatment, love, and admiration from any other team. I mm -hmm. really don't. Like, the Jerry, Stephen, and everybody at Will McClay and all that, like, they, they, there's a reason why Randy Dredger is still part of the team. Like, like, it's not just because of what he's able to do in the football field, but it's just him as a person. Yeah. Like, like and everyone keeps telling him, like, he's one of the most genuine guys you're ever going to meet. Like, he's so intelligent. He's so well-educated. Like, there's all of those things as well, but I think, yeah, it does. It deserves. It deserves a payday, but I think at the same time, I think he, he will make that money from other revenues outside of his actual sports contract. Jerry will find a way how to pay him outside of the NFL. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, he'll help him out in terms of advertisement deals and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, just to kind of point out a. Good friend Andy um, says uh, none of them are going to the Pro Bowl. They will have a big yeah. game in Vegas to prefer for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, positive man, mental man, attitude. I love the positivity, my friend. Love it. <laughs> love it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's just a wee follow up, a follow up comment. None of them are playing the Pro Bowl because they have the uh, so, so, SoFi Stadium. Yeah, not it Vegas, is SoFi. So, it's yeah. in California this year. So, yeah, it is. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, and DJ Dog just brings in the comment here. I think Jaron Karras is another guy that deserves a Pro Bowl recognition. I totally mm. agree. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's been an unsung hero for our defense this year. And we will he, talk about Jaron, actually. We'll talk about him onto the defensive side. Because yeah. um, he plays not just... Um, into what he's done on the defense, he comes under the safety uh, position, which uh, is See, that's, I, a, I, that's the thing, though, mate. That's the thing. Like, I think with this whole defense that we've got right now, like, how would you correct, like, categorize Michael Parsons? Is he a linebacker? DN? I say he's a hybrid. Same goes with Jaron Curse. He can be a linebacker and he can be a safety. He's that hybrid type of style mm -hmm. player, like, like positionless he, football. Yeah, like, 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 you just so, you, well, sorry, Arnie's just walked in the door, and that's like where the shadow is there. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, so we saw that game. Like, I know I'm, we're, we're just talking about Kers, but I'm just, in, yeah, yeah. In example sake, um, 
Michael Parsons. He went into a cornerback mode. Hold on a second. You're okay. <laughs> oh, you can't kick him out. He, he was trying. He was. He was trying to get into the dog treats as his present there. Ah, okay, okay. Is that the Christmas dog treats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're all right, man. I might. I might bring him on the show before we finish up. If he's a good boy. Yeah. Well, he's he's missed you, mate. Oh, he, uh, well, I'll tell you what, though, he's, he's been so attached to the hip since I came back. But anyway, football, yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> back football. to the Cowboys. Yeah, so that particular play I was talking about, Michael Parsons, he had a linebacker role there, but they had to adapt and become a cornerback in that one play against Kenny Dolliday. And I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Like how he just managed to adapt and adjust, like, and this is the whole hybrid role. And he even came out and said, "So he's like, put me anywhere. I'll play in any position. I'll, I can, I can play in the NFL in any position, even that running back." He even yeah. said that himself, and I truly believe that. Yeah, yeah. He but, uh, is honestly, he is a once and a blue moon generation talent. He'd probably try and play kicker if he if he wanted to. Why get a kicker when you can get me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in other news, uh, this come up: Tyrone Smith ankle. He still hasn't practiced this week. Uh, tank with a foot has been limited. Uh, Tony Pollard, uh, same issue, foot limited. But he was limited last week. Too. He still managed to play and uh, rack up some yards. So I, I'm leaving that one where it is. Other news, though, Osa, he's officially off COVID list as well. So he's back in the building. Also, according to DG Daw, there's been some breaking news on the COVID news for the safety position. Okay. Um. We haven't. I haven't received any notifications yet, Doug. Uh, DG Dog, can you maybe elaborate on that? Is it Malik Hooker or is it whoever? Like, if you can I find it. Will... When, I will. I'll where, find out now. I'll yeah, where we're live, we'll try and find out as well. So, yeah. Um, but should we move to the Cowboys' offense versus the Washington defense? Do you want to get into that? Yeah. Oh yeah, just 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 so that everyone's aware, we're no longer calling Washington the team with no name. They're now regarded as the Washington Copycats or the Washington Scandalists. <laughs> right, let's hit that, this. That, that's a... Ah, okay. So yeah, Malik Hooker is on COVID reserve. That's okay. Uh, Thank you, Andy. Thank you, DJ Dog. Much appreciated for the update there. So, yeah, breaking news, everyone um, who's not aware. Um, thanks to DJ Dog and Andy there. Um, a Malik Cooker is going to be on COVID reserve. That's a hmm. bit of a hit to our secondary. Yeah. Um, there's also news that Blake Jarwin could very possibly be returning soon too. If he returns for the playoffs, that would be quite interesting. Double stack. 
that 12 uh 12 man mm, formation would come in handy yeah, 12 man yeah. formation absolutely mm. I mean, no Blake Jarwin loves to run a seam round from there. Um, uh-huh. So, yes, let's start off from the top then, um, which is a big topic of conversation at the moment, which is Dak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put it straight out there and give it where it deserves, is that there has been a lot of inconsistency in the offense. You could talk about the drop passes as well last week, CD Lamb. Mike Gallup, and you could talk about the O-line as well, but I will give credit when credit is due, and when Dak has a good game, I'll say he has a good game. Oh, yeah. But right now, he's in a dip. He's in whatever you want to call it, and I I have to say it where it is, is that Dak isn't playing well at the moment. He's not. He's not. Like, he's not not playing. The mechanics seem to be out. He's not playing to the caliber that he, that we're so used to seeing him play, like especially in the early part of last year before he got injured, and the early part of this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, 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 it seems to be that he's trying to force throws, and ones that he knows he he can't make. The one thing I will say that is very very clear with what they they're doing is defences have become one-dimensional on Cowboys' offences because the run game isn't there, if you notice. I wouldn't, that... I wouldn't say that, though, Mike. Like, we're still producing, like, on well, on average per season, like, for, for the season so far, on average, we're, we're, we're getting over 120 yards per game on average. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, there has been some games where it has dipped down. Maybe like we're only being limited to seventy yards, eighty yards, sixty yeah, yards, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like I'm not so too much worried about the run game. Like the the difference for me was when we played against the Giants is the difference when and I hate like as much as I hate to admit this, but Connor Williams did contribute a massive. Yeah. Um, change to that, especially in that mm-hmm. run game. Like yep. his run blocking. Bet much better than Conor McGovern. I would say Agreed. Conor McGovern is probably more better in the pass protection than the, the run blocking. And like, less penalties. And less penalties. But that's when it comes to anything pass protection with Conor Williams, that's when you're kind of like want to turn away and hope for the best, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it just seems to be that when you watch it, all the defenses seem to be doing is playing this deep. Uh, cover two formation against the Cowboys, and they're just going. If you want to, if you want to beat us, go to the ground or take the short passes, and it just that seems to be the way it is. And I think the way the Cowboys' offense is set up is it's not set up to be this methodical dink and dunk offense. That it just doesn't work. That it, it's about hitting and striking hard and then going deep. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, nah. I mean, <sighs> sorry, my dog is just run causing mayhem here right now. <laughs> uh, Arnie, come on, out, come on, out you go, come on, come on, out. <laughs> Honestly, sorry, it's alright. Uh, but in terms of um. I I really don't know what it is. It's causing this weird bubble right now. Like, 
I feel like so I have no qualms or problems with the run game right now. Like obviously Zeke is kind of running a late wee bit, like lingering with an injury. What do you expect? You're a running back. You're going to pick up these injuries. Like even Paul's got mm-hmm. an injury right now. Yeah. Like it's kind of expect we're now in that. Oh, sorry, that's the pizza. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah. You can continue talking away right now, mate. I'll. I'll... Yeah, uh, but I mean, like the one thing that I would say about you know, because we're saying about how Dak um, hasn't played well, certainly in the last four games. What I would say though is that um, the last game against the Giants, he certainly was much better. He pl- he looked smoother, wasn't trying to force the ball. Um, there was opportunity for interceptions, but he was playing a cleaner game, and the mechanics were a lot better, um, which is really what the main thing I was watching for was the mechanics. And he, he just looked like he was more in sync, especially the lower half of his body, which is the, the main part, really, of a quarterback's game. Um, but the, the one part that does confuse me with him is how he still doesn't want to take those shots on the ground, that he doesn't want to run the ball. That still, to me, is confusing. So, so we're talking about Dak and his ability to read the play and if, if it's not there, then run with the ball. To run, and he just doesn't seem to be doing it. I really think, like, so... Well, I don't really think, but I, I do have a suspicion, and, and I, I kind of talked on this with Brian, Mm-hmm. And Jamie is completely on the defensive on this. As okay, we whenever we're um, playing against against our backs, we tend to kind of be more effective when it comes to being on a, as an offense. Whenever we're leading, we seem to be very mediocre. I tend to feel with uh, oh, uh, I think Brian's going to be joining with us soon as well, which is great. Okay. Um, I, the point is, I I kind of feel like Kellen Moore has a specific play set just to keep to himself, like like have that repetition before we get to the playoffs. Then he has this whole new repertoire of plays mm. to fire into the playoffs where it's all guns blazing and not those uh, whoever we're going to be playing is not them flat in our ass pretty much. So. Well- that you you segued into literally the thing I circled as being the next topic of conversation when we speak about Dak was to talk about Kellen Moore's play calling. Do you think that at the start of the season, Kellen was scheming well, but going deep into his bag, and now he's, think, he's well, gone yeah, through well, those plays and he's starting to run out of ideas? Well, I, th- I think that. The game against the Bucks, even though we lost that game, some of the plays like scheming had, well. Yeah, it it was beautiful. Some mm. of the plays were absolutely fantastic to watch. It was beautiful football to watch, but we haven't really seen that being replicated. Yeah, throughout the rest of the season, like even the that Falcons game, even though we completely dominated game, dominated that whole game, but it was nothing um, flashy, flashy at all. Yeah. It was just that's just how bad the Falcons are, really, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it is, it's a very strange one because, like, and 
you know, defences now know how to scheme against what you're trying to put together, what you're trying to do. And I think that that also takes into account with what Keller Moore was doing. Yeah, at the start of the season, defences don't know what you're trying to do. So they're struggling. Now they know and they understand and they can defend against it because they've got a big, enough of a sample size, if you like, um, to key in on. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing all the comments right now. So Andy's saying, let's hope the bag isn't empty. Surely smart enough to be have kept something up with sleep. I truly do believe that. But at the same time, like, I'm just not entirely too sure if he's just playing possum or that is it. Like, it's so hard. Like, because we're not within the count, like, we're not in that inner circle. It's so, yeah. You can only speculate what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is tricky. Um, we, we'll see when we get to the playoffs what he's got in his bag um, and what you can play with there. Um, but, Moving on to the O-line. On to the O-line. Um, what are you thinking about this O-line? Tyrone Smith is 50-50, whether he's going to be playing. Um, I think Connor Williams, you've got to keep him rolling in that position, using Connor McGovern down in the red zone. But it, 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 at the moment, a big problem the Cowboys have is the red zone. And yes. whenever you look at where things start in the red zone, it's always the O-line. Can yeah. you get the O-line to give you a big enough push to either give you enough time or get the grand game move in? I mean, it, it confuses me that the O-line can look so good for the most part, and then the rest of the time it seems to fall apart. Where, where do you think it's going wrong with the O-line? I really don't know, mate. I really, like, I can't really put my finger on what is actually the exact same actual problem. But one thing I will say is, it's like when we, whenever we make that one big massive play, it just always gets called back every single time. Every single time. That's true. Like, like, there's been a few occasions where, yeah, like we maybe gain a, a yard, like a couple of yards, then there, then there's a holding call, whatever, and that. But it just seems to be when we know it's a more high priority, more deep route passing play or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it just seems to be any, all of our O lines seem to be more edgy and mm-hmm. more prone to mistakes because they know it's a big play. They know the ball's going deep and they just end up messing it up. Like, so I don't know if that's how you feel about it, Mike, as well. I mean, I don't know about you guys in the comments as well. Like, do you guys kind of feel like whenever a big play comes in, comes in like a deep route to say Michael Gallup 40 yards down the line, we get called back. Hey, there's Brian. What's happening, brother? <laughs> um, things. Like, it just kind of feels so, feel as though like every time we run that deep route play, it gets called back, and I don't know if it's just because it's the old line are feeling the pressure. It's like they like they just overdo it. They're just thinking I, too much. I don't know if that's what it is. I don't like. I, it just there's, there's just seems to be something. 
you know. And the issue you got is it's the left hand side of the line for me. That oh, oh it's always it, the left hand side. Yeah, and defenses oh. no, defenses oh. no. And like they got Montez Sweat this weekend and Jonathan Allen. And I'm just going through it. The last three games, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, fourteen. So between them two, there's in the last three games on its own from just those two guys, fourteen pressures and five sacks. I still, I still worrying to think. And that's going to be up against our left-hand side of the line. Yeah, and me and Brian covered this. Like, well, even though we were talking about most about the Giants, but we had our concerns going on to this game and for for this weekend, mm-hmm. um, we are quite concerned about it. I would say you've a problem from centre out. Biarritz has looked better, mind. I I agree with you that Biarritz has looked has struggled this season, but. As the season's gone on, he's gotten better. He's having fumble issues this in the last couple of weeks, yeah. and he's watch me call it. That, he's he's high, he's he's um, snapping the ball too high. Dak has had three or four times a game where he's had to go up. See, I and think, that sets off the rhythm. Yeah, I think DJ Dolce's kind of summarizes what I was kind of saying perfectly. Penalties yeah. and drop passes are added to offensive anxiety. I think that is a great way to this to explain that. Like it's feeling the pressure, like like and it's kind of like it goes back to what um DJ Dog, our good friend of the show, uh, for Cowboys fans only. He's like, we have an A plus offense. There's no doubt about it with Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, the O-line that we do have, like we can be an A plus offense. But we are currently performing as a C minus right now, like yeah. overall, and we know we can be better. We know that, so I don't know if we're just feeling underneath the pressure or whatever not. But against this Washington team, man, I have no problem whatsoever. We are going to like cause some damage against them, absolutely. But but how much damage we're going to cause? That's the different story. Yeah. Uh, and here's the crazy bit too. You know, if we win against Washington and uh, the Bucks or the Cardinals win, we actually go down to third seed. <laughs> we win and we go down. Yeah. It's NFL logic the, for you. Yes. Welcome to the crazy world of NFL. Makes no sense. <laughs> it's mad like but there we go um yes but you know what they say just take just take care of what you can take care of and the rest will figure itself out um the other one i only wanted to lead to because we know that we're having um issues in the run game we know with us coming from um and all the rest for injuries they'll slowly work themselves out the one I wanted to get to, though, is uh, wide receiver drop passes. Do we think that this is um, like just a, a lull that the wide receivers are in, that it's a concentration issue and they've just got to figure that out? Yeah. Or is there something deeper? 
I think I think it's just lack of like I, well I don't know if it's just lack of concentration, but it is a problem. Like mm. for C D Lamb coming out of college as one of the best catchers to come out of college, dropping mm. passes where it should have been really really simple, like mm. a simple screen pass and one of those deep route passes, which he's renowned for, and he's dropping them. It makes you think it's like like something's not right here. Something's not go. Something is not go, like. There's no not being coached. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't I don't know exactly what it could be. Like we're not there at the practices or anything like that. Mm. We're just basing this on assumption. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know about you, Brian, but that's kind of how I'm feeling towards it. Yeah, like it just seems strange that it's CD Lamb that's having these issues because. Cooper doesn't seem to have these issues. We kind of talked on this on Tuesday, Paul. Mm. Cooper seems to catch 80-90% of his targets. Yeah. Schultz called 8 of 8 at the weekend. It's it's Gallup and yeah, it's Gallup and Lamb that seem to be having those drops, dropping issues. And that's why I still am hesitant to say that CD Lamb is a wide receiver one. Because wide receiver ones don't drop balls. Yeah. So, and he he did come out and choose and said, "Look, it's on me. I'm taking he ownership. I'm not passing the book." But it's still a case of you are. He was pick number seventeen. You can't be dropping balls like that. You need mm. to. You need to be doing better. And look, hopefully, he's worked on it over the last couple of days, and he has that comeback game because it is killing the momentum. Because we're yeah. not. We're not having that that mid level threat with Lamb, and if you don't have that mid level threat, you you don't have the deep threat with Gallup as well, because you can't you, you they, they don't know who to key off then, do you know? So I I want to kind of bring up what Valenti's in here. Like Coops Coops mm. only had fifteen catches in five games. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that though, because they know yeah. he is wide receiver number one. He is mm. going to get double coverage. And and that's not going to throw that to him if that's and bear in mind the recovery of COVID and all the rest of it. Yeah, that that yeah. bear in mind that bear in mind as well. And obviously, there's the underlying. Arnie, for goodness' sake, sorry. He's playing <laughs> the drums. Yeah, it's doing my head. Like, come on. Out, but out. The, the the thing about it is, right? You're better off with Cooper being on the field, even if he has only had three targets a game. Yeah, because he still, as you said, he attracts double coverage and he attracts the safety help, yeah. which then opens the game up for Absolutely. Dalton Schultz, for CD Lamb, and for Michael Gallup, and even even the two running backs. I was going to say it's more important to the running backs more than yeah. anything. So even even if he's not fully fit, and this is the thing with Amari Cooper, and this is what I love about Amari Cooper, it's not about him; it's what the team needs from him. Yeah. He doesn't care if he catches no balls in the game. It's just what can he do, and how can he help out? And that's I love it. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and he is important. Uh, and the drop passes, like you say, Bry, it's not just that the drop passes because all teams in the NFL get drop passes. Mm. The issue that you're getting with CD Lamb is when they're happening. Is that yeah. they're happening at times when you need that pass to sustain your drive, and then yeah. when the drop pass comes, it completely flattens out. You know, it, it's, it may sound simple, but um, you know, if he's going to catch a short pass, 
and it makes it second and two. Yeah. That's a lot better than it being second and ten because he's dropped the ball. Exactly. exactly. Because then you can get into a third and long situation and then that's the drive stalled and it's dead. Yeah. Uh, and that is what's happening, is that it's happening at times when they really don't want it to happen. Um, hopefully, like you say, I mean, we're not at training fields. We don't know what they're working on. Hopefully, no. they've seen it and they're working on these things and it'll all work itself out. Yeah. And look, ult- ultimately, I, you don't mind to drop pass or two so long as we're winning. It's going to happen. And, you, it's gonna and happen. you're just hoping that these things will be resolved for the playoffs because we all love talking about Team 40 Burger, Team 50 Burger. And we know this team has the ability to do that. Mm. And we're just hopeful that these last three, four, five weeks are just that lull because Kansas City has had a lull. The Bucks are having a bit of a lull at the minute. Yeah. Cardinals are screwed. Cardinals are so, really struggling. You know, everyone has their moments and we're winning games without playing great great football. We're winning mm. games without playing complimentary football. And it's just about getting getting that over the line. Look, if we're we're eleven and four on Monday morning, I'm happy and I'll take it. And that's it. It's all done. You know, here's a crazy one. You know, people are talking about like how they were about the Cardinals. They could not make the playoffs the way things are going. That's yeah. how that's how crazy yeah. things are going in the NFL. Um, yeah. But let's move on to the defense because there's quite a bit to talk about there, and then we can move on to the fantasy lounge. Right, ADO then. So, uh, first things first, the Cowboys officially have now become a defensive team. I don't care what you say. They're a defensive team. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine this, right? Can you imagine when we were doing our off-season show, you spoke to your future self at Christmas time, and you went, listen, listen, this is what's going to happen. The offense is going to struggle but the defense is going to be a top three defense in the NFL. You go, Mom, my future self is on some weird drugs. What are you smoking? <laughs> yeah, is what you would say. But that's yeah. where we're at. That well, is exactly where we're at. In fairness, I did kind of make some smirky comment when we did hire Dan Quinn. I thought our mm. defense would drastically improve under his leadership. Definitely. Yeah. Like, but I would never imagine I would never imagine it would be bloody elite level <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's where they, they are i mean look at the turnover differentials and look at what they're doing okay i mean let's start from the top the run defense that is where things fall down this is a defense that's built to defend the pass when you look at it from top to bottom it's built to defend against the pass and when you look at it, we do leak quite badly on the run defense. But having Osa back, I think, is going to help. But I'll ask you guys, where do you think the issues are in run defense? Why do we leak? Is it that, that, that we're so well built against the past that we leak in that sense? Or is it a scheme issue? I... I think it's a bit unfair to say we're weak on our run defence. I think yeah. our run defence has improved massively this season. 
Absolutely. Oh, no, you know, no, it has. But I'm saying that yeah. we, if you look at it week by week, you know, it's always we've got a, a, an 80 or a 90 yard rusher, a 100 yard rusher well, or whatever. Well, I think, like, don't get me wrong, Justin Hamilton had a good game when he came mm. in and he mm. didn't make, but at the same time, he didn't make mistakes. But from when you're bringing in a player from a practice squad, he's not actually been. Yeah. Been playing within the first team reps as much as like a Boana or whoever. Like you're, you're bound to make some mistakes, regardless, and it's going to open some doors for the the opposing offense. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I mean, like, like Brian's saying, I, I I literally don't have any problem with our run stopping defense right now. It seems to be more. Yeah. It's not so much inside. I'm more worried when the ball goes outside now. Like mm. away from Parsons, the opposite side of Parsons seems to be the more problem when it's running mm. with the ball. Like if you're yeah. running, if you're running in the same direction as Parsons, you might maybe like get like a five yard upfield, but against them, the opposing side, you're maybe talking about a fifteen yard. Like there's that difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think. I, I, I think the thing is we've we kind of highlighted this on one a couple of shows ago. I I think we've had maybe one or two one hundred yard rushers against us. Like I, a, a lot of those. Ago, we had we were having six to ten a season. Like we we have we have gotten better and reduced. And we ha- I don't remember us giving up a huge touchdown off a run play this year in any way. We haven't been. You know, as yeah. Paul used to refer to all through last season, we haven't been yeah. torched by a fisherman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm you not know? saying that the, the run defense is bad. I'm just saying that yeah. in terms of our how our defense is, that's the weak spot. That 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 seems to be the issue. I, but I am going to disagree, and mm. and it kind of goes back to my point. I still think. It's always going to be the weaker side of where Parsons situated. It's the, it's the more, <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, I'm going to back this up, Paul, because if you look at it, who's our next best linebacker? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't you, you, think they're on the roster. I mean, you, know? you would you would say Van Der Esch is the next linebacker, and but he's now playing that more middle role sometimes, like yeah. like they're like changing that about, but. Who can actually elevate and have that lateral speed to close down the gap for that running back to move them out of bounds or whatever mm. on that? We don't yeah. really necessarily have that. The guy we do have that is on the strong side mostly. Mm. So mm. that's the that's the only really negative that I can think of. But if you're talking about the front seven, there's also the weak set like the, the weak side of our corners as well. Mm. And don't get me wrong, there's been moments of pure brilliance, but it's also been moments of pure chaos. So, um, but it seems to be getting better and better each week. Though. Like, there's less things to complain about about the defense, but more things to complain about the offense, as, as far as I can see right now. And I don't know about how you guys in the comments are feeling about it as well. Like, let us know what your thoughts. Like, do you feel as though that there's less things to moan about the defense? <laughs> Like, is there more things to complain about the offense? Like, get your comments in, guys. But well, here we go. I, we'll we'll talk about the Parsons. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. His future in a moment. 
Um, mm. But you you mentioned about LVE, and the one thing I was going to say is, and I, I we can touch on it briefly and move to Parsons, is that LVE has been fairly quiet this year, but. The last couple of games, you're starting to see him a lot more. He is playing better in the last couple of games. But and I know that doesn't make up for a lifetime of crap. The question I then throw at you, Mike, is why has he been playing well in the last couple of games? Because he's in his last handful of games with the Cowboys. He doesn't have a contract next season. Yeah, yeah, no, I know so that. So he's yeah, stepping yeah. it up. And it's the concern that you have with a lot mm. of your up, un, your upcoming unrestricted Sorry. free agents. Sorry, guys, we may actually have some breaking news. He um, is. According to Valenti, Gibson is out. Yeah, I will. And, and DJ Dog is backing that up as well. Mm-hmm. I'll check that now. Wow, yeah. that is massive. That is, is that massive. Antonio Gibson or Melt Gibson? Antonio. I, I, would, I, I would like to imagine it being in <laughs> But let, let's talk about Parsons then. Um, Paul, you mentioned it at the start of the show. Defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year. He's going to win both. I, I don't care what anyone <laughs> Come says. Come on then, now. let's talk about this. Yeah, but like, like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, if all the, like, like, like Miles Garrett is just a defensive end. Yeah, he's got more sacks yeah. and whatever that. Don't get me wrong, he, he he is a fantastic pass rusher. But with all things considering, what you're doing with Parsons, you've put him at defensive end, you played him at linebacker, made an event, and the fact that he's self like himself reading the play and had to readjust and actually became a cornerback overnight and worked one or two plays against the Giants. That to yeah. me is an elite level player is playing at the like just playing absolutely out of his skin regardless what position he's playing at that to me deserves the recognition he deserves not just for rookie of the year but for defensive player of the year you can say tj Watt, you can say aaron donnie you can say miles garrett but they stick to their normal position yeah. whereas, whereas wherever you put michael parsons he's there no matter what Inside linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive end, him dropping down to go down to coverage. He's there every single time. Whatever player's doing that, no one. Absolutely no one. I think what is most notable with Parsons is the speed. Uh, And he gets to top speed fast. But, Bry, hit me with the other side of this. Because I've said... This is mental. I don't... Yeah, no, the, 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 the IQ, the, the football IQ, especially reading the play, that's coming there. That, that's definitely um, gotten better and better throughout the year. You're seeing it, he's dissecting the play. But Paul's talking about defensive rookie and defensive player of the year. And, and, um, there's, and there's all just uh, uh, validating what I was kind of talking about the covering of yeah. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can cover a wide receiver. Like, man, like, that to me just kind of like that play alone just amplified his stock level in terms of him, like in the name of the heart for defensive player of the year. Mm. You know, do you see Brian a rookie getting both awards? I do. I you do. do as well, do you? Okay. For the same reasons Paul is saying, Micah Parsons is playing elite in multiple positions. Aaron Donald, 
TJ Watt, Miles Garrett attract double teams, but they're playing from one position. So teams can't plan for where Parsons is going to line up. And if you flip it back to when we were going through the draft process, I think all of us said, just get me good football players. I don't yeah, care yeah. where they play, just get me good football players. We have an elite football player in Mike Parsons. As we sort of said on, on, on Tuesday's show, Parsons can play, he can play linebacker, he can play defensive end. He's played corner, he's played safety. He could probably play running back and wide receiver if we needed him. <laughs> we said he might even play could, kicker. <laughs> could, could you play Miles Garrett, Nick, Joey Bosa, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, any of those guys in those positions? No, he couldn't. Wow, I've, I've, I've got the comment right here. Micah there is like a, a combination of Ray Lewis, Von Miller, and Ed Reed. Uh, <laughs> that, yes, yes, and yes. Mm, yeah. And, and I have to admit, like, I can see where and Andy's getting, like, we don't want him to get the award because he might become too pricey <laughs> when it comes to resigning yeah. him. But at the same time, like, like, he does it. He does. He does deserve it. He does deserve it, though. Like, yeah, you know. I'm just as you guys are talking. I'm trying to get some information on Antonio Gibson. Yeah, it's something to do with a toe injury, from what I'm reading right now. Yeah, I'm trying to get some info. Uh, I'll keep checking while we're talking. Um, yeah. Next question for you guys uh, is, is this the game where Trayvon Diggs matches a certain Cowboys cornerback in interceptions yes. in Everson Wall's yes. 11 yes. interception season? Yes, because you know what? You want to know why? Because... Um... It's, it's going to be playing against Blaine Galbert, uh, uh, Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's what. Like, he's been under our at, like, like pass, like, like Lisa Parsons and Diggs and who like, everybody else. They're mm -hmm. going to know what his traits are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Throughout the whole training camp, yeah. they know what his uh, rhythm is, his release time, how he deals under pressure. They know him. So this is an advantage for us, and I can see, and, and especially how Washington are coping right now. With, like, like, I don't think Terry McL McLaurin is not really doing very too well recently. I think like Parsons, uh, no Parsons, sorry, Diggs is going to shut him out through that whole game, mm. and and he's going to get a pick, at least yeah. one anyway, at least one. And I think, Paul, if you if you look at the comment there from DJ Dog, it is a short week for yeah. Washington. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I, I love it. Thank you, DJ Dog, the Washington Coffee Cast. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. They they're going to be tired. They've played yeah. Friday or sorry Tuesday. Yeah, they have to travel out to, to Dallas on Christmas Day. They're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to be. Their body and mind is not going to be in this I game at all. Like half the roster still bucket. Yeah, yeah. And so, just like, from what I was reading, there, it's Gibson has turf toe. Yeah, turf toe. Yeah. So that's so that's he what he, him out. he he may he may play. It's not completely ruled out, yeah. but 
turf toe. That's one of them nasty uh, buggery injuries that not only can take you out of the game, it can keep you out for multiple weeks. Till our tendon isn't sore. But, you know, we have known players to go out there and play with it. So it depends how severe it is. Um, the only other guy on defence I want to talk about, and he came up at the start of the show, is I would say is a guy who's had just as much impact as Micah Parsons, and that's J. Ron Curse. Yes. Well, well yeah. Like, like there, there was the comment earlier, Brian, that um, like, for, for all, like, from, from the progression of what Curse mm. has done and what he's brought mm. to the Cowboys team, he should be within, like, even a, a mention for Pro Bowl talk mm. as an alternate. See, I think Curse dropped around Thanksgiving. He dropped for a period of about four games. And that's probably why he wasn't in there. If you had done this, cut off at Halloween, Curse yeah. was definitely in the conversation for the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. And in the last game or two, he does seem to be coming back to that level that he was playing at in terms of, as we as we used to call it, the tight end killer. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, well, that's, we, what, that's what we, you need to see from him. We, we saw that in the Saints game especially. Yeah. He has been the tight end killer. and mm. But this is a nice game for him because the, the tight end is not playing. So, um, yeah. since he went out with yeah. that nasty ACL injury a few weeks back. Um, yeah. I just think that... The backup is also out, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, like I yeah. said, the, the copycats are screwed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, for me, Jalen Kiss, it's not just what he does in terms of... Um, stalling the offense in terms of the tight end. It's the entire short game and that he hovers and he he sniffs around in the box, which is mm. really important to have. And from what I'm hearing as well is that he's just a great locker room guy, that he's got a good attitude. And that bear in mind that when we were talking about the safety position, we were all going, oh, yeah, yeah, they got Kazee and... You know, they're doing all this. But on, on the depth chart, you would have said, you know, with Donovan Wilson and all the rest of it, Curse was going to be like the fourth safety yeah, on that we, roster. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like when, when, we, when we signed them, I'm like, ah, it's just more of a squad filler, more than anything. Yeah, spe- special teams, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's he, what you were going but for. He's been, been yeah. beyond that. Like, he's been giving mm. first team reps, and he's been, like, like, well, like, like obviously, from that the wee dump that we were just kind of talking about, mm. he's, been, he's been exceptional. He's been yeah. making some big, like, for the like, early part of the season, he was making some big mm. plays, some big hits, some yeah. major contribution to the defense, and it's now getting back into that same stride again where it's really most important as, yeah. before we head into the playoffs. Yeah. The question I do have around Jerome Curse, and I'll throw this to you, Mike, because you know more on Donovan Wilson. Did he benefit from the fact Donovan Wilson spent a large part of this season out injured? I would probably and say would Donovan so. Wilson have been the starting strong safety, and we wouldn't have known. And as Paul said earlier, you know, Curse would have played on special teams, and we wouldn't be talking yeah, about we would him have. because, and we would never have known. Yeah. Yeah, because effectively, like, are we not looking at a situation where we have to renew one or both of Wilson mm. and Curse in this yeah. offseason? Which is it, could, it could be quite tricky because, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. 
we know what Donovan Wilson is. We know what he is, and we know mm. what he isn't. And we, they're the yeah. same in some respects to Curse. Mm. And it was fun because, like, we was even talking about it at the start of the season, and we were like, do we get, like, with the way Curse is playing, do we start him a lot more now? And we're all going, yeah, yeah. We, we. And then all of a sudden he does. You know, the Cowboys is, are asking the same questions we were on this show. And then... Yeah, Before you but... know it, he's got a starting role, and then we're going, look how good he's played. To the point yeah. now where it's just an expectation. You're just like, oh, Jalen well, Curse is in. He's gonna, well, he, he'll, the... he'll figure this out. Well, the next conversation yeah. is, it's like, do we offer him a new deal? That's you the have next to. You're going to have yeah. to at some point. You're going to have yeah. to, yeah. You can't let like, that yeah. walk. Yeah. Um, like, especially if he, if he fits into the mode of the Dan Quinn system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, the other, the other question you then have to ask is, what do you do at free safety? Mm-hmm. Because you, you also have two guys there who, because he played well at the start of the season, and Hooker is starting to come on strong now. Well, and neither of them are there next season as well. Well, Hooker's going to miss this game. He's now in yeah. COVID protocol now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I think Casey. Well, Casey's okay to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so Casey yeah. will be. He'll be starting. Um, mm. So this be more. I'd say like, if I was Casey, I'd be be more like, it's like I want to reclaim my starting role again mm. and and, yeah. and push myself. Like, like he'll be. Like it's. It's, it's everyone's still fighting for a position. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if the fifty-three man. So based on your contract and based on your position in the team, everyone wants to fight and be a star. Like, are you going to think though that this isn't really the game for a deep safety because Heineke doesn't have a deep ball? Even it's, still, it's a West they, Coast but, offense, is what they play. But even well, even still, they can still mm-hmm. drop down and make some major hits when it comes to the run game. Yeah. Is where yeah. the next point I was going to make. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. can can you get him to play? Come and play downfield. Mm. And and I think because you got you got Terry McLaurin who is a deep threat. That yeah. that is yeah. scary. Terry lives downfield. That's his bread and butter. But the trouble is, is he's it's got Heineke digs. throwing him the ball, and he can't hit him. He, and he he's can't got digs. Get to him. He, he's got digs on him, mm. but, and he'll have yeah. digs with him. But what I will say is, it's like if there's one thing that I thought Casey was really effective on was his downplay in the run game. I mm. thought, especially when, yeah. it came to, especially when it came to, and and I keep using this game as a reference. I still thought one of our best games, even though it was a loss, was against the Bucks. I thought yeah. some of the some of the defensive football we played and some of the offensive football we played, it's probably one of the most entertaining games I've seen for a wee while. Mm. And and I thought because uh, uh, he had a really good game during that. Especially mm-hmm. when it came, to, especially when it came to defending the run, he was coming mm-hmm. downfield. He was making some like contributing hits. So if he can get back to that form, fantastic. And plus, yeah. we're not we're not up against Antonio Gibson. We're up against against Jared Patterson, who's the backup. Yeah. So it, I, it, we shouldn't have too many worries. But <sighs> it, you know, Patterson that, could go off. No, Parsons gonna go off. Let, 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 let's be honest. Let's no. be honest. Patterson. Uh, Patterson. Patterson. Patterson oh. is a dangerous running back. He's he you you you'd underestimate him and he'll burn you. I know he's only a rookie, but I I've seen him in college. I'm sure Mike, you've seen plenty of him in college and scouting. Yeah. And 
boy, if he gets up, if he if he starts moving, we could be in trouble. So what He's type of like, so so I'm not really aware of Jared Patterson at all. So what type of mm. is he more of a like uh, type of running back? Like he's running off to the sideline, or is he more of an inside lane uh, running back? He's more of an outside. He can get outside, right. turn the right. corner, so, and up right. the field, and he could kill you. Right. So this kind of goes back to my point, where mm. if he's if we're running against the opposite side of Parsons, that's mm. where I'm concerned. That's my mo- so I think that's where Casey needs to drop down is to the weak side of the ball yeah. and give that extra protection. Yeah. That's where I kind of see it going. Yeah, you'll have to diagnose that in game. Yeah, from yeah. Casey playing out at safety spot, force him out wide to the sideline, force yeah. him out wide. Make sure yeah. you do not give him the edge to turn up inside. Yeah, I'll try and get his 40 time for you guys so you can take a butchers um do 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 um mm, easier if i do it that way uh right here we go pass damn it nah they haven't got it listed four five two Ah, there you go. I was trying to find it myself. So it's not too yeah. bad. It's a respectable yeah. time. Yep. Um, but he was a free agent. He, 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 he's, he's an undrafted free agent. But, yeah, he does have wheels. Um, yeah. His biggest issue is his height weight. That's why he went undrafted. Because mm. he's like five yeah. foot eight and sub 200. Yeah. Okay, so, so we've got a comment from DG Dog. Um, can I say I agree with Brian? Patson is an all-purpose running back, also McKissick. Mm-hmm. Actually, McKissick's a for like McKissick's decent as well, to be honest. He's on like, con- he's on concussion protocol. Oh, see, so yeah, protocol, I right, didn't okay, think, right. yeah, I didn't think he was going to be playing at all. That's right. why I was kind of more leaning more towards watch out for Patterson. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. And it's available as a fast receiving running back. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's do this then And everybody at home Give us your comments on this What do you think the final score is going to be I'll give you mine and then we'll get Paul and Brian's Is, that not, part, is that not part of the fantasy lounge though? No, no, we'll do the scores <laughs> Then we do the fantasy lounge Don't you tell me what to do Don't you tell me what to do <laughs> um, Alright then go. So I'm going to go With 28-17 the final score um, to obviously the big D. Um, so give me yours then, Mr. Paul. What do you think the final score is going to be? 18-10, Cowboys. Oh, all right, Brian. 32-19, Cowboys. Respectable. Respect- so you think the offense is going to get the, the, the wheels turning again? Well, I think wait, they're going to so, start so, cranking on. back into gear. Okay. No, wait, Momentum I'm, I'm try- coming back in. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to recalculate what I just said. Did I say 18? 18 10, mm. you said. That's not going to work. Mm. 21. 21 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, DJ Dogs went for 30 10. Dallas Dak wins bet this week. Uh, <laughs> Valente is going for 23 13, and the biggest one of all is our good friend Joe from Italy. 
Yankees went for Dallas 45. Deadskins 10. Don't forget, they're not the Deadskins. They're the copycats now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that have no name. That, yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, Andy's for went, close oh, one. wow. He's went for a really close one. Andy with 24-21 Dallas. Interesting. Okay. Very yeah, interesting. Right, let's hit the fantasy lounge and we can wrap things up. Ready for Christmas. Hey, hey. Smoky folks. Uh, so this is easy. Play along at home as well. It's just a bit of fun that we finish the show up on. Fantasy lounge. So I go to NFL.com, get the players' fantasy figures for the week, round the scores off, and you just tell us. Is it basically is a game higher or lower? Um, so you all you got to do is if you think the score is going to be more than, then give us a boy oh boy. If you think it's going to be less than a fantasy score, give us an oh boy. So we'll start off with Dak 19 fantasy points. Is that a boy oh boy or an oh boy? Oh boy, oh boy. Oh. Yeah, mm. uh, I think our run game is actually going to be more effective, to be honest. Mm, all right, okay, I'll go with that. All right, what are you going for, Bry? I'm going to give it a boy, oh boy. I think Dak is going to have a better game this week, and I think he might throw for three or four touchdowns. I like it. Right, so we had Valenti, he's went with oh boy, and we had Joe going with boy, oh boy. So we're we're two for two. Okay, okay. So it's it's split on that one. (laughs) All right, then. Taylor Heineke, 14 fantasy points. 14 is quite low. Mm. Cowboys defense. I think that's going to be an old boy. Yeah, I'll go with old boy. Like, Like, I can see it being maybe like nine or ten points based on how their offense is operating and with all the injuries and how they're operating there. So I think, yeah, oh boy. On a short uh, week. And a short, short week. week. Yeah, there's all those factors to play for. So, yeah, it's unanimous. Everyone's yeah. saying, oh boy. All yeah. right, then. Zeke, 12 fantasy points. Oh boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy. boy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it from the get-go. He's, he's going to get a touchdown at least, and he's going to get more than 60 yards. All right then, I like that. Um, well, wait, so, uh, wait, 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 before you go, we'll wait till everyone else gets the comments in for Zeke. All right. Now so, the next one was going to be Antonio Gibson, um, but obviously that could be an issue. So I so should we just got... stick with it for now until? Yeah, we'll really? just stick with it because it is possible he could play. So and so 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 let just let me just recap there. So Valenti and Joe have also went with boy oh boy above yeah. twelve fantasy points for Zeke. So all right, Antonio Gibson then, um, if he plays, uh, bear in mind if he does play, he'll have turf toe. Uh, so we'd be running with that. So let's assume he's on the field and he has that. They're giving him fifteen fantasy points, and this was. This was pre-injury report, mind. Okay, so I want to know who the fuck was actually smoking the the good uh, the good weed over there in Washington. 
I bet he was like, I bet, I bet he was that same news reporter that actually called the Dallas Cowboys complacent when it comes to the, the <laughs> bloody copycats. See if I can find the next, yeah, Washington yeah, uh, running yeah. back straight away. Oh boy, straight away oh boy. from Valenti. Yeah, he was in, yeah. he was in there like a cat. <laughs> he, he was like a dog on a bone with that one. Oh yeah, it, it's just going to be difficult at the moment to predict. The so went with mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, it's it's just difficult to predict since the news has come on during the show about Antonio Gibson being out. It's hard, it's going to be hard uh, now to predict what the running backs are going to be doing for Washington. But wow. let's go to Coop Amari Cooper. Okay, um, he's on twelve fantasy points. Uh, I'm going to no. An old boy there because okay. again the targets are down a little bit and he'd need to get a touchdown to get to twelve and I would say yeah. it's more likely we're going to have a Dalton Schultz touchdown, a CD Lamb touchdown, and Michael Gallup touchdown, and possibly yeah. a deep touchdown. I, I second that. I second that motion. Okay. Yep. Yeah, All right. Boy. Yep, yeah, and uh, Valente again. He's worked with old boys, so we've, we're three out of four. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? Do you have a vote on that? Uh, boy, oh, of course, he's winning. Oh, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, well, well, okay. Joe, Joe, Joe did predict a 45 10 scoreline, so that's yeah, right. so uh, he's got he's got he's, 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 he's sticking by his guns. I love it, man. I love it. Scary Terry, 10 fantasy points. I'd say that's even. Let I'll give me him, try I'll and give get. Him a on that. I think that's a. I think that's a. That's a fair estimate. I. I can't really see. Like, if it was, see if you said it was eleven, I would have seen. Oh boy! If it was nine, I would have said boy, oh boy. But I think ten is actually quite a good fair estimate. So here it is. I'll give it to you this way. He averages just over twelve points a game, but. The last time he got close to that was week ten, and that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so that's what. So I would be more leaning towards the old boy. He, he yeah, he had a nine point game, a five point game, a donut against us last time. Okay, so I just want to flag this up. So Falenti is going absolutely berserk in the comments. He wants us to do CD Lamb. <laughs> do you have CD uh, Lamb in there in your list? Uh, okay. Uh, well, then let's do Carter, and then we'll move on okay. to the other side. Um, so he's on seven fantasy points. Carter. Hmm. I don't really know too much about the guy, to be honest. So he's fast. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say the obvious question: Carter, who? Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean he is fast. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I honestly don't even know who it is. Oh, De- DeAndre Carter. Again, don't even know who the fuck he is. Don't even know. <laughs> don't know at all. Okay. So, um, that's an old boy. The, the team yeah, is no he's... name with a player with a player we don't even know about. How how how, how convenient. <laughs> he he is a, he's fast. He is a quick wide receiver. I will give him that. Um, which is and it seems to be them. You know, those speedy wide receivers um, mm-hmm. that can cause 
as proms. But all right, then, CD Lamb. Right, so... 13... So, so 13 fantasy points, you say? Yes, 13. Ooh, 13. has well, been going nuts. <laughs> wow. So, so I'm, trying, I'm trying to recap... Um, so I don't know. Valenti was saying, saying six, was it? Yeah. So you were saying six. I don't know if that's based based on ESPN or Yahoo Sports, but this is based on mm. NFL.com's estimates. Yes, so, um, but yeah, if, if it's above six, then definitely it's a boy. Uh, definitely a boy or boy. But if it's thirteen, I think that's a fair estimate. I'd say thirteen. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, just see where they they project they projected him. At twelve point eight six points uh, for the week, but but I've rounded it uh, as I do every week. It's easy yeah. just to round things off. Yeah, it's, it's always easier to round it up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so well, so we've got a boy or boy from Joe, uh, based on the thirteen fantasy points. So, um, what is like so, Valenti? What is yours, my man? Uh, like based on if it's thirteen fantasy, is it boy or boy or oh boy? Let let us know. And we'll finish this up. And then that's it all wrapped up in a neat little Christmas bow for Christmas. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. I will want to do one thing though. Go is on. how many takeaways we're gonna get this weekend. Two. I'm going three. Okay. Going I think it's three. gonna be ooh, a high five. Ooh. I'm going interception and a forced fumble. Right, so, so Valenti's now went with Boy Oh Boy with CD Lamb, and he is going with two. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Randy Gregory is going to be hungry this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's going to feed. Right. Right. <laughs> right, so, right. So, I got my Mystic Mac prediction spot on last time when it came to Neville Gallimore. I got it spot on. He was going mm-hmm. to get at least. Three tackles and a sack. He did that. This week, I'm going with Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. He's going to get one sack, three tackles for loss, and potentially he's going to get his first interception as well. Okay. So Par- this Parsons is this is going to be his game where he solidifies his player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Marwards. Matt Marwards. Mm. All right. Well, that is that neatly wrapped up, guys, uh, and tied up. Just a very quick one. If you're going to be going to a game, and it's probably more than likely going to be next year now, make sure you book it with Cowboys Experience. They got game day packages, meet and greet, tailgate parties, stadium tours, and everything in between. And all you've got to do to get something a little extra special is say the word UK Cowboys. Because what happens, guys? You get free stuff, guys. And And you get chocolate pudding. Yes, as and, if you're, uh, that's, that's if you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't say too much, but there are plans for in a couple of years if things stay on the the, the path that it's on. So uh, we're just waiting to see because with Rona and all the rest of it, it seems to be cutting up all our plans, which includes. Um, the Super Bowl party, 
They're still going ahead as far as we're concerned, but be prepared that things may change. Yeah, so guys, if you're planning ahead to come to Glasgow, just kind of be aware because obviously the different... It could all change. It it could change um, with everything that's going on right now. So we'll keep you all updated, let you know what's going on. Be sure to stick to the, the Facebook group page and also on Twitter and we'll keep you updated. Yes, but apart from that, that's me finished with. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And I'm going to let these guys finish off the show and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks, mate. Well, you guys have a nice Merry Christmas and uh, thanks for sticking by with us for season three all all this time. And uh, we'll Mm. see you um, hopefully fit today after Christmas as (laughs) NFC East champs. And yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a great Christmas, everyone, and we will see you Tuesday night to celebrate another victory. That's the important one. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a good one.